Hello! Ahoy! Welcome to episode 11 of season 2 of Bottom of the Stream. Here we are, back on the boat. Back on the boat. It's cold, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty chilly tonight. It is. How have you been? Uh, yeah, very good. Yeah? Very good. I have had to scrape like the ice and frost off my car most of the days this week. Yeah, so it's, it's been chilly. Winter is here. Winter is definitely here. Christmas is coming. You've still got your shorts on, though. Yep. Podcast shorts. Only just. What? I am... Um... <laughs> what? <laughs> well, no, I don't mean like that. I'm not like going to whip don't them take off. take them off. <laughs> I um I came pretty much straight from work. Yeah, we were a bit, here. bit earlier tonight than we normally are. So we usually record quite late of an evening. I nearly turned up in my away kit, which would <laughs> have just been my work stuff. Well, you have still got your shirt and tie on, <laughs> but just shorts on at the bottom half, like a newsreader. Smart casual. <laughs> so I did, you know, I did stop off at home and managed to put the uh, podcast kit on. So Excellent. It's nice to see your old knees again. Thanks. <laughs> have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very well. I've been up to... Um, I've been out this week. You've been out? Yeah. Out of the house? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and and, and there's a Netflix connection. Wow, good. So um, I went to see RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, really? Live? live? Yeah. Oh, amazing. How was that? Which is a show that's in this country is on Netflix. Yep, that's and then true. The, I'll vouch for that. The UK version um, has been on the BBC and that's just finished. So that's what we went to see. A load of drag queens strutting their stuff. For a few hours. Excellent. What sort of thing do they do? Um, it I know they do a lot of lip syncing on the show. It but... depended on on their what their talent was. So you right. had some lip syncing. You had um, a couple of singers. All right. One of them at one point busted out a My Chemical Romance song, <laughs> and wow. uh, absolutely amazing voice. Really, absolutely fantastic. And then you had one who um, did some rope tricks. So, as it not like a magician, <laughs> I literally climbed climbed up oh, a right. rope and swung around, and you know, While dragged no, up. Yeah, yeah, and no safety net or anything. Just all that—that that was really impressive. Awesome. Um, and then there was like a one of them was like a stand-up, and uh, yeah, it was good. Sounds like a good week. Yeah, it was a good laugh. It was good, good times. Excellent. What should we talk about? Oh, I'll, I'll run through the socials. Good plan. I've not done that yet. Um, follow us on Twitter at BOTS underscore podcast. Follow us on Instagram at BOTS underscore podcast. They're both the same, so it's easy to remember. Uh, Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. And the website is www.bottomofthestream.com, where you will find every episode we've ever recorded and both season stream tables, so you can see what's there and what, what order they're in. We've done that thing again where we haven't introduced ourselves in case there's anyone new listening. Okay, you introduce you. I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. That's it. There you go. That's all you need to know. <laughs> At this point, I am going to put in a promo for one of the Pod Nation. Hey, did you know that in the original Bloody Mary ritual, you had to walk backwards up a flight of stairs? Oh, really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and the purpose was to catch a glimpse of your future husband's face. Really? I wish I could find my future husband that easily. Honestly, all I really want to do now is drink a Bloody Mary. Well, how about we go make some Bloody Marys while you tell me more fun facts about Bloody Mary? Join us every week at Booze and Spirits. Where we make our favorite drinks and tell each other our favorite paranormal stories. Find us under Booze and Spirits on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and Podbean. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Booze and Spirits. Uh, so go and listen to that. I don't know who they were, but uh, they'll be really good because all the Pod Nation podcasts are really good. And you can check out the Pod Nation list on podchaser.com. Admin done. One more bit of admin. Oh, I always just, forget the admin. I know. Just a, a thanks to Cage's Kiss for having us Oh, yeah, us definitely. On. We, uh, we were so, on last week's episode of Cage's Kiss. Yeah. So if you've not listened to that, go and check them out. We talked about Matchstick Men. Yeah. 2003 Nicolas Cage film. So yeah, go and check that out. It's a really good episode. I'm quite proud of that. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun to do. Get to record it really late at night because they were on the other side of the world. Yes. So it was, it was cross-continental. It was good time differences and all yeah. that so yeah thanks to them for having us on and i'm sure we'll return the favor at some point if a cage film ever comes out of the bag again yeah that would be good yeah that would we'll be see good. what happens watched anything good at the top of the stream this week um we talked last week about uh, a documentary series called the toys that made us yes so this week i've watched an episode of its spin-off series the movies that made us oh, i've watched two episodes of that oh wow okay so- I watched the Ghostbusters one. I watched the Ghostbusters one. And I also watched the Home Alone one. Oh, that okay. was good. Yeah. So, what did you think of the Ghostbusters one? Really good. Yeah, it was. It was good actually. It was really interesting. Yeah. Stuff you don't really realize happened. Yeah, I didn't realize the whole thing about how it they they only got the name Ghostbusters right at the last minute. Yeah, no, I had no idea some about sort of copyright that. issues and things like that. Yeah, it was like a sixties or seventies yeah, like sketch show. Sketch, had it. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite interesting. I never knew that. And the fact that nearly, the whole project nearly went under when Coca-Cola bought the movie studio. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah, it was good. Dan Aykroyd was on with his ego as well, so that was good. <laughs> Do you know he wrote Ghostbusters? 
He did mention it a couple of times in that. But it's done really well in that because they every time they talk, like they interview Ivan Reitman and he yeah. talks about how they had to basically rewrite the whole thing. Yeah. Still with Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> but they had to change from the original plan a yeah. lot. And then it just cuts back to Dan Aykroyd looking really sad. The, the way they were, the way those episodes are made, of the toys that made us and the movies that yeah. made us, are both really good now. They do that so quite, Yeah, it's really funny. Often. It's very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Uh, the Home Alone one was good. It had got the one who isn't Joe Pesci. <laughs> okay. What's his name? Daniel Steed? Stern. 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 Yeah. Yeah, he was quite good on it. Because he turned the role down originally. Oh, okay. And because he, he, he was told originally, I think it was like something like six weeks work. And right. then they upped it to eight weeks work, but didn't up the money. So his ego was like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and so they cast somebody else and then that wasn't working. So they went back to him and asked him if he'd do it again. And that's how yeah, he ended up in the role. Was Macaulay Culkin on it? No. Oh. The guy who played Buzz was on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Just those two. But okay. it, was, it was good. I'll check that one out. And it was quite sad as well because of like, obviously with John Hughes and that sort of thing. Well, the Ghostbusters one was as well. Yeah. Obviously with Harold Ramis passing yeah. away a few years ago. It was, yeah, it was quite emotional. Actually. I've not watched the, I don't think I'll watch the Dirty Dancing one. I probably will. I'll probably go for the Die Hard one next. Yeah. That's the four, isn't it? Dirty Dancing yeah. and Die Hard are the yeah. other two. Uh, I don't know if I'll go back to the toys that made us this year. I can't remember what the ones are. The Power Rangers I might watch. Uh, oh, I can't remember what the other one was. There's another one. There was. I think it was a more more recenty type female centered one. My Little Pony. Uh, no, I've, I have seen that one. That was oh, from okay. one of the other series, though. I can't remember. I can't I'm not remember. sure off the top of my head. But it's the sort of thing you don't have to watch them in any order, and you can just watch no. the ones you're interested in. So yeah, that's what I've done. I might go back to it just because it's quite an entertaining show. Yeah, I would recommend them. What else have I been watching? Uh, BoJack Horseman. I started the latest season of BoJack oh, Horseman. Yeah. It's all right. It's kind of the show's lost its shine a little bit for me. It's not what it once was, but it's. I'm so far in now. I can't give up on it. Is it coming to an end? I don't think no, so. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think they've announced an ending for it, and it just doesn't feel as fresh as it used to. I think that's probably what it is. Okay. I also watched an episode of Bottom, <laughs> which is on Netflix because we were. Talk- I didn't know it was on Netflix. Yeah, the whole thing's on Netflix. So we were talking about. That on Cage's Kiss, weren't we? Yeah, surprisingly, so Linda on Cage's Kiss is a massive fan of Rick Mail. Yeah. <laughs> and that was one of the many that was one of the side, side, side tracks yeah. we went down. So it just got me in the mood for it. So I might just watch that. Okay, cool. All the way through now. Uh, I think that's it. I mean, why have we got any Netflix news? I haven't seen any Netflix news. No, I don't, I don't think so. Oh, uh, they've announced today that Lock and Key is coming in February. Right. So Lock and Key is the graphic novels that Joe Hill writes, who's Stephen King's son. Right. And that's being adapted into a TV series, which is coming in February. I knew it was coming, but they've announced today that it's coming in February. So that's quite exciting. I've never read them. I don't really even know what they're about. But Excellent. That's coming in February. We'll I've just that. seen that earlier. Uh, a lot of people are watching The Irishman. Yeah, Martin Scorsese has been popping up quite a lot this week. Yeah. He's, he's had a rant about... Don't watch it on your don't phone. Don't watch it on your phone. Don't watch it on your smartwatch. Yeah. <laughs> just watch it on your watch. Yeah. People do that? Yeah, yeah, because someone had tweeted them watching it on their, I no. presume, on their Apple Watch. Don't do that to anything. That's not, that's so Watching that, it on your phone's bad enough, but watching it on your watches. He was also wound up because someone had tweeted the timestamps to turn it into a miniseries. My brother sent me that. He sent me an image where it tells you where to stop the film, Yeah, so turn you, it into a four-episode miniseries. Yeah, you break it into four episodes. I might actually do it. <laughs> Just because I haven't got three and a half hours to sit and watch it. So Scorsese didn't like that either. No, he didn't. But I might actually, I might go against him on that because I haven't got three and a half, I never get three and a half hours to sit and watch a film in a row. In a row, so I might do it. I might do it as the miniseries, and maybe I'll do one episode a week and we'll talk about it. Or something. Okay, I don't know. I need my sleep. I've got a job to. We've got jobs <laughs> exactly. to go to. Exactly. Watch a three and a half hour film. Oh, another uh, one thing that we should mention is that two more of the season one stream table films got removed from Netflix. I know it was a bit of a um, cull. Which ones was it? It was Wish Upon. Yep. And Ghost Team. Ghost, Ghost Team surprised me because that's a Netflix original. <laughs> okay, maybe well, someone finally watched it. They claim it. it as a Netflix original. <laughs> yeah. So, and I don't think they normally remove their original stuff. So I'm sure it'll be back. I'm sure it will. Yeah, yeah. it's a shame. Wish Upon was the one film that we really argued about last yeah, season. Yeah, because it's terrible. Because it's awesome. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've lost like five of them now. I know. It's, but none from season two have gone yet. Which would be bad. <laughs> so hopefully we'll survive the whole season without any of them getting called. But you never know with Netflix. You don't. I mean, but there is always that disclaimer that things do come back as yeah. well. So you just, you just, you never, never know. know. You never know when it, what's going to happen. Uh, anything else? Um, I am going. I do have a game for us to play this week. Excellent. It's linked. It's linked to our film. So I don't know if we want to do a quick. 
We'll do a quick summary of the film then, and then we'll play the game. We'll do it in a bit of a weird order. Okay, fine. So this week's film that we watched is called The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then The Bigfoot, yep. which was my wildcard selection from last week. You did. So it didn't come out of the randomizer. You you vetoed the randomizer. I, vetomo- I vetoed it. <laughs> I vetoed the randomizer last week because a Spanish subtitled film came out and I wasn't in the mood for that. And I've been waiting for an opportunity to bring this one as my wild card. So I did. I didn't know anything about the film other than its title. And uh, so we're going to watch that. It's from 2018. It's a 15. It's one hour and 38 minutes long. Currently rated at 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. And it's about a man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Yep. So we'll go into it into more detail. But do you want to play your game <laughs> bit, now? Bit of a spoiler in the title. But that is essentially the synopsis. As I said last week, that is the, sounds synopsis, like the synopsis yeah. of the movie. Yeah. So this movie is half partly half set basically in world war Two. yes so i've got a game a, um linked to war films i want to know oh God. Can, you, can you tell the difference between the heat of battle and the heat of passion <laughs> because we're gonna play war film, war film or, or war, war film. film that might be your best title so far i'm just so proud of this one <laughs> That's so, brilliant. We had to request to do to bring another game in this week, didn't we? So we, we did. So uh, Jordan Jensen. Yep. Shout out to Jordan. It's our grief burrito boy. He, one of our grief burrito boys. He made the comment that we hadn't done a game for a while, so challenge accepted. I don't even think it's been that long. He just probably I think not. He's watching him. We're listening to him in a weird order. I think we did one at Halloween. Yes, we did before. I think we, emo or Nemo may have been the last one. E- yeah, I think emo or Nemo probably was the last one. So, um, yeah, war film or war film. Okay. So, I want to give you... Uh, I'd love to some... get inside your mind sometimes. <laughs> I'm going to give you some film names, and you have to tell me, is it a war movie, or is it an erotic movie? Okay. Okay, I can do this. War or war. War or war. Usual rules, so... Best of five. Yeah, best of five. Okay. Okay, so we will start with Book Privates Come Home. Book Privates Come Home. Yep. As in B-U-C-K. Yep. Book Privates Come Home. Uh, war. Correct. Yes. Good start. Good start. It is really old. It's a Bob Hope film from the 40s. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, good start. Okay. Um, the Duke of Burgundy. Oh, the Duke of Burgundy. That sounds like could go either way. That's the point of the game. <laughs> the Duke <laughs> Not of Bur- making it easy for you. <laughs> the Duke of Burgundy. Uh, war film. Incorrect. Oh, no. It is a war film. And what what does this entail, this film? So, The Duke of Burgundy is an American film from 2015. Okay. Uh, a drama about the relationship between a pair of female lovers who play games of dominance and subservience. Oh. So, when we're talking war, we're not talking porn. We're talking... No, they're proper films. They're proper films. Yeah. They're just sexy. What, do you think, what sort of establishment do you think this is? <laughs> well... <laughs> I live here. I know what sort of establishment this is. Okay, it's one all. One all. Okay. So, next one. Let George do it. <laughs> that sounds like a kid's book. It does, doesn't it? Um, Let George. That's got to be a war film. It is. Yeah. I, I didn't know if you'd think it was like one of these campy yeah, did, British 70s. Yeah, it uh, did sound a bit like Uwe that. Misses. No, it's a war film. It's an awful title for a Yes, film. George Formby. Oh, really? Yeah, so again, old. Very old. Yeah, from the 40s. Uh, okay, so that's two ones you. Yeah. Um, next one. All things fair. Oh, all things fair. That doesn't give anything away. It's in no. It's in love and war. That's the <laughs> whole. <thing. laughs> um, war. Correct. Yes. Can't lose now. Three it's one. A Swedish film from the nineties. Oh, that right. Okay, so yeah. All right, just for fun then. The last one. Operation Swallow. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Operation Swallow, that's got to be a war film. Just because if it's not a porn, if it's not a porn film, it's definitely a war film. <laughs> it is a war film. Yeah. Well done. It's porn if it isn't. It's a French film about. Uh... <laughs> I wonder if something's lost in the translation slightly. <laughs> Operation know. Swallow. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's uh It's about a Norwegian squadron going and behind enemy lines and uh, doing Swallow. war missions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. Good. Well done. 4 Excellent. 1. That's a lot better than your last, uh, yeah, last game. Yeah, I'm quite, I think. quite happy with that one. I don't really even watch a lot of war films, especially from the 30s and 40s. <laughs> there was a lot of lot more uh, doublet entendre from that, <laughs> around that time period. By the looks yeah, still. definitely. Right, let's get into the film, shall we? Because we're like 15 minutes in now. Hello. 
So, yeah, as I said earlier, The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot is the 2018 film. Stars Aidan Turner as Calvin Barr. Yep. As a young Calvin Barr. Correct. Who you will know from Poldark. I won't because I don't watch it. Nor do I. But but... There are, how shall I say this? I know quite a few ladies of a certain age. Who love Poldark. Who, yeah. And they think this guy is... The bomb. The absolute shit. He was actually voted the sexiest man in the world in 2016. Really? Yeah. So that's like a BBC costume drama, isn't it? I don't know. No idea. I think it is. Is it BBC or ITV? It's, it's British. Like, he's all like in his britches, isn't he? And, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I've never watched it. I've no idea if people want to let us know what it is. He's also in the Hobbit films. So I've not seen them. I've seen two of them, I think. I might have seen all. How many is there? Three? Yes. I might have seen all of them. I don't know. But he's in them. Um, also stars Sam Elliott as an older version of the same character, Calvin Barr. And you will know him from pretty much everything. He's, any he's Western. a total legend. He's in a lot of war films, I would imagine. He is a total legend. I will know him most from The Big Lebowski, yeah, he's which in the is Big one Lebowski. of my favourite films of all time. <laughs> yeah, he's in that. He's in Roadhouse. And yeah. he's also in A Star is Born. Yeah. Which he had an Oscar nomination for. Yeah. So he's Oscar nominated, although not an Oscar winner. So we're still only at two Oscar winners on yes. the show. Correct. Check, you'll know him. Just Google him. You'll know who he is. He's, he's a hero. He's a legend. He's, his voice is so nice. As well. It is. You could just listen to him all day. I'd, if he could read me a bedtime story, <laughs> I'd be. I'd have no trouble sleeping whatsoever. I know, it's get you for Christmas. <laughs> some, Elliot, some Elliot reads He must have done some, some audio books, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he has. Um, directed by, and written and directed by a guy called Robert D. Kruskowski. Kruskowski? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is his first and so far only film, so not really done a lot. I can't tell you anything about him. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's, there you go. You've told us this is his first film. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to bring this back. Do you want to give me a one-word review? Do you know why I'm bringing this back? Because Jordan asked me to. Okay, right. Shout fine. out to Jordan Shenton again. It might only be one week only because we may forget going forward. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I I will I will go for uh, moving. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I found this quite a moving film. Me too. And I was not expecting that. Nor was I. <laughs> we will get into that. <laughs> we will. This is not what you expect from its title, that's for sure. So, how does the film start? Uh, so, Sam Elliott plays Calvin Barr, and he, he, he is sitting in a bar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I found quite amusing. <laughs> I hadn't picked up on that. I like it. And it's kind of an undetermined period of time. Yeah. But it's kind of made reasonably clear straight away just from the sort of soundtrack and the decor that I think we're in the 80s. Yeah, I think you're right. I think... For the timeline to work as well, yeah, you have to be in the eighties because he's like thirty during the war scenes. Yeah, so he'd have to be like a hundred to now. <laughs> to now, yeah. So I think he's like it's supposed to be seventies, yeah. isn't he? So yeah, I would agree with that. Eighties set over two time periods. This film, yeah. It's so with, all the way through this, we'll switch between the nineteen eighties and uh, old Calvin, shall we call him, and uh, World War Two. Yeah, and that is young Calvin. Yes. Um. So we start off in this bar, and he is drinking his sorrows away, basically. Yeah. But not for very long, because very quickly we get a switch or a flash back to yeah. the war. We do. And young Calvin is trying to get into a, what would you call it, country house? Yeah, like a... Basically a Nazi stronghold. place, isn't it? Yeah, like a, yeah he's, a, he's at like a reception desk, isn't yeah. he, getting signed in. And um, basically, they're just they're asking him loads of questions. He gets frisked. He has to get into his pockets, and he's dressed as a Nazi. Yeah. So he's he's, he's obviously trying to infiltrate. He's undercover. Did you, the first bit straight away I, I, made me laugh in this film. The guy who's like signing him in looks at his watch. Yeah. He's, it's a swastika watch. It's, yeah. So there's no hands on there's it. No, it's just a little swastika turning around yeah. as a second. It really goes. made me chuckle. You can't tell the time on no. it. No. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It did make me chuckle actually. That's when I thought it was might be getting a comedy. Because obviously we have no idea what sort of genre we're looking no. at here. I thought, oh, maybe we're getting a bit of a dark comedy. Um, we didn't. So no, but the, when but, when it does decide to throw a joke in, they're quite like I don't necessarily mean this as a criticism. They're quite low bar jokes, yeah, aren't bar. they? Yeah, I've <laughs> already used that word too Good much. Good point. <laughs> they're quite yeah yeah lowest common denominator yeah, type things, which is fine. I it works fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he manages to get in, and he. Once he's in, he starts assembling a gun yeah. from the objects that he had in his pocket. Yeah, so, he so it's a, like a hip flask. A pen, a lighter, uh, various other things. And he manages to assemble them into this like transformer. Yeah. It's a gun. So he's got a gun and he's behind enemy lines inside some sort of Nazi safe house. And he goes 
he gets into an office and there's a man standing at the other side of an office and then it flashes back to the future. It does. So we're back with him in the bar. So he's kind of, it's, the flashbacks are told as if they're his memories, aren't they? Because he always like stops and thinks for a little bit. Yeah, it's sort of when he's, he's quietly sitting and contemplating, contemplating yeah. or he's, he's daydreaming basically, isn't he? Yeah. And that's how they sort of, yeah, as you say, they swipe into all these flashbacks. Swipe. <laughs> Good word. Thanks. Um, yeah, and the barman tells him, "Look, you're looking a bit bedraggled. You need a. You look like you need a holiday." And he kind of dismisses that. He says, oh, "I'm going to give up drinking." And the barman says, "Okay, I'll see you tomorrow." Yeah, they like, obviously have obviously com- had that conversation, same conversation many times. Every so night. he obviously sits in this bar every night. But on his way back to his car, he gets accosted by three hoodlums. He does. So he's he's it's quite a long way back to his car, and he probably shouldn't be driving anyway. No, because he's clearly had a few to drink. Um, but he walks through the town a little bit and gets back to his car, and these three guys who are trying to mug him yeah come up to him and they basically they're asking him they want his wallet but he's just given all his money to a who uh, wallet and car keys wallet and car keys yeah and he's just given all his money to a homeless man hasn't he and he doesn't want to give his wallet up because there's a picture of a girl in there an old picture of a lady in there um it's it's an old picture of a young lady (laughs) (laughs) yeah an old picture of a young lady yeah it's an old lady (laughs) it's got a young picture of an old lady (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh he takes offence to this potential mugging and beats the crap out of all three of them. Yeah, well, they take... the the, the His breaking point is they take his wallet and lead, lead thug yeah. takes this picture out and he burns a hole in it with, yeah, a, with cigarette. a cigarette. That is when uh, our hero, Calvin Barr, beats the shit out of these three guys. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's uh, in his 70s and these young lads are in their like late teens, early 20s and he beats the crap out of all are three of them. they dead? I don't think they were dead. One of them was definitely moving. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. You got better he did, than I He did hit them hard yeah they were all unconscious but one of them was definitely moving because he gets in his car and drives away uh, yeah and he pulls up outside his house yeah and he just breaks down in tears yeah and it, this is the point where you really get to like and i was like wow <laughs> i'm not sure i was expecting this level yeah. of emotional uh, it gets heavy that uh, quite early. yeah and that's so it's the point it, it makes you kind of build up a relationship with him as a character yeah and you kind of feel empathy with him from this point onwards and I think that this film did that really well. You kind of build up this like, like he had a likability about him. Yeah, he did, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so it cuts then to the title card, and which is it's done like it's on a really old computer. It's just like it's white. A bit, text. It's a bit kind of like grindhousey, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's just like white text hovering over the screen with yeah. the name of the film on. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit strange because you don't really have any of those similar stylistic choices throughout any of the no, rest of the film not really it's a really well shot film it's a really yeah. beautiful looking film and then they go sort of really grainy with a, with the yeah with the title card the graphics and stuff. Yeah. yeah which is a bit bit strange but a bit strange yeah uh, so the next morning he's making breakfast and he's got a dog i've put oh yeah he does have a dog <laughs> <laughs> and he um he's, he's just he's, doing his he's daily doing early morning routine yeah, yeah he yeah. goes out to breakfast goes to have a shave and that's when when he starts shaving is when you get his next flashback. Yeah, and, and they probably don't need too much detail this because no. it is a, it's just another character building bit, isn't it? But yeah. it's basically it's young Calvin having a shave yeah. or being given a being shave, given a shave by, by a Russian by a Russian rebel. Yeah, so he's he's out in the field. He's sort of in well, we'll say Germany, but where, wherever. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's he's met sort of the the rebels who are going to sort of send him on his way and yeah, and help him kind of get into. Germany and the yeah. into the area. So and the, the guy does a whole sort of monologue, doesn't he, about how if I give you basically saying if I give you a good shave, then yeah. your mission is cursed. Yeah, if if you don't bleed, yeah, then your mission is cursed. But if I cut you and make you bleed, then you'll be successful and your yeah. mission is good. Good luck. But unfortunately, the shave is perfect. Yes. So the mission will the mission will fail, is what the Russian man says. But then he says, but you will succeed. But your mission is cursed. Yeah, he says, yeah, you will your succeed, mission will but fail. you're cursed. You will succeed. You, yeah. Your mission will fail, but you will succeed, but you are cursed. You yeah. will be cursed from my shave. <laughs> it's very confusing because he kind of backtracks on what he says. And then uh, we cut back. We yeah. cut back to the present day again. More just daily business, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, basically taking his dog out for a walk. He's got something in his shoe, yeah. which he can't get out, which will be become more... I've got a, well, I've read a theory on what that means. Okay. So well, I'll talk about that at the end because okay, it does come comes around again later in the... Uh, in the film. Yeah, he can't get something out of his He's shoe. got something in his shoe and he can't get it out. Uh, and so he sits down on a bench, doesn't he? Yeah. And uh, he looks up and that starts his next flashback, which is basically where he met Maxine, who was his sweetheart. Yeah. For want of a better word. Yeah, it's a good word. And how they started courting. Yeah. Um, 
back just before the war started. And he met her when he was working in a hat store. Yeah. Which was he sitting outside the hat store in the present day? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. and then I believe it, it was the same back. building. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. And then we go back to the fu- back to, back to the future, back to the present day, and he finds a lottery ticket on his on the floor. Yeah, it's next like a scratch card, isn't like it? a scratch card. Yeah, a winning scratch card. It's win. It's worth a hundred dollars, and he takes it into the local news agents or yep. wherever he buys scratch cards from in America, and he hands it in. Tells the guy that I didn't win because the guy says to him, "I'll just get your money," and he's like, "Well, I didn't win it. It's not my ticket." Which is again showing how he's a good person. And he's a man of principle. Man of principle and honor. And he even says to the guy, "Look, if keep the card for a couple of days, if nobody claims it, it's you yours. It. You have it." So, and the man gives him a dog biscuit for his dog, which even even then he pays for that. So far, so sweet yeah. and nice, I guess. Yeah. So then he's like, he's just like you say, going around his daily business. So he decides, I'm going to go for a haircut. Mm-hmm. And so he goes into this barber's, which is called Ed's. Ed's and. Turns out the barber's his barber's his brother. Yeah, his little brother. Yeah, his younger brother. Who's quite considerably younger, I think. Yeah. I'd say like fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. Ten, fifteen years younger. I agree. And he te- he says a line that I really enjoyed in this film, because it's in the trailer as well. And he says to him, I killed someone during the war. I didn't want to, even if he had it coming, which he did. Yeah. Which I thought I sort of think's a really good line. And it is in the trailer as well. And then it kind of flashbacks again. There was some good lines in where just while he was sitting in in having his hair cut, he said, I'm just thinking of the things I should have done differently. Yeah. Which at this stage I think you obviously meant to think it's a the whole killing Hitler thing. Yeah. But that's not the chief thing that's on his mind as no. we'll come to uh, It's very much not out. the chief point of this film. No. And yeah, we'll come to find out. They have quite a strained relationship, him and his brother. They're they're friendly, but you can tell they're not like really close. So I think you glean this from the few scenes I have together and I thought the chemistry between them between Sam Elliott and I'm not sure who the guy was who plays his brother, sorry no. I don't have that. No, but have but they were really I really believed them together. Yeah. And um the character that Sam Elliott plays, so Calvin Barr, is he's obviously goes to his brother a fair bit, but they don't necessarily talk. Yeah. There's a couple of times when they meet and Ed says, Do you want to talk or do you just want to sit here quietly? Yeah. And I you could just tell that there's that respect there between them and I, yeah. I just i just really liked the little character moments that came up between I agree. them i really did as well and so while he's having his haircut it flashes back again to young calvin and this is the point where the russian man takes him as far as he can take him to wherever they are wherever they are in behind enemy lines and he's got a dog yeah i didn't really understand why he had a dog no because it didn't really come up again other than it's a parallel for him having he's a, got dog. a dog in the future as well yeah and i think that's that's the only thing i could come up with yeah because there was no storyline reason for him to be walking around with his dog in <laughs> nazi germany no there wasn't but he had it um it was a german shepherd it was <laughs> good spot um and he this is where he dresses starts to dress as a nazi as yeah. well and do, do you say nazi i think yeah <laughs> the ss wasn't it so he, he dressed in their uniform and you have a, get a bit of a travel montage yes so i've have you written down which modes of transportation <laughs> he takes there was definitely a train so he walks yeah. Then he gets in the back of a truck. Yeah. Then he's on a rowboat. <laughs> randomly. Yeah. Then he's on a train. Yeah. And there's lots of beautiful countryside, and it's all very nice. Uh, and then you realise when the train comes to a stop that he is getting off the train. Yeah. And because it's empty, there's no one on the train no. that we can see, and he gets off and walks towards this base. Yeah. And coming the other way are hundreds and hundreds of Jews yeah. getting loaded onto this train. Yeah. There's a lot more poignant than I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot more like, whoa, moments. Yeah. And that's that's all it is and that's all you see. But you just, it really made me sort of stop and be like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, I, did, I wasn't expecting this. No, I wasn't expecting this at all. Then it kind of goes through that first scene again, doesn't it? the first flashback scene again, where he's meeting up with the guy and he's trying to get in this country house or whatever it is. And it takes you through him assembling the gun again. And then he gets to the office. And it turns out the man in the office is uh, Adolf Hitler. Yeah. He hands him an envelope. They sit down and they're having a bit of a chat, don't they? You yeah, know? they sit down at the desk, don't they? Yeah. Either side of the desk. And he hands him an envelope. Or Bart hands Hitler an envelope, yeah. which he opens. And inside is the... US Army needs you poster. Yeah, I want you. I loved that. I was that made me laugh as well. Yeah, and Hitler obviously looks up, looks up, shocked, shocked. Yeah, and Bar's got this gun, makeshift gun pointed at his head, 
and shoots him in the head. Yeah. Right through the back of it. You see it from the back of his chair, don't you? You see the bullet come through the back of his chair and a bit of blood trickles through. So we're what? 15 minutes in? 20 minutes in? Yeah, something like that. Hitler's already dead. Yeah. So you think... That's half your title done already. Yeah. Yeah, it... uh, it threw me a little bit. Was, this film is not what I was expecting it to be, but that is not necessarily a bad thing. No. So um, then after that, we cut back to the present day, and he's pulling up in his pulling up his uh, his house in his car, isn't he? Yeah, and, and it's more just routine. Feed yeah. the dog, have his TV dinner. Yeah, has his ready meal, doesn't he? And yeah, and an- another car. Is it? I didn't know if an- you hear where you see another car pull. Yeah, up Yeah, another on the car street, definitely pulls up behind him, which he hasn't, which uh, Bar hasn't noticed. Yeah. Then we cut back to another flashback. Yeah. So the whole film is just between the two timelines. It's, but it's really well done. It's It never gets complicated. And it's... So he, he sits down. So the way they do this one is he sits down in his on his um, chair. He pulls back his the like foil on the TV dinner. And yeah. He looks down at it, this horrible looking microwave dinner. And then when he looks up, he's it's in a flashback and he's in a restaurant. He's in a restaurant. Room. So it's nicely done. It's, it's, there's a lot of thought. The way the flashbacks are done are all really nice. And he's with his lady. What yeah, was her name? Maxine. Maxine. Yeah, and they're kind of having a meal together in a posh restaurant. He says this is their first date, and she says, well, no, we've been on lots of dates. And he's like, well, this is our first po- proper, proper date. date. We've, yeah. we've been to the cinema, we've done, you know, but I've, he's took her out. Yeah. But, and she's a teacher. Yes. Because they get interrupted now by a, a quite a rude couple who just come up to them during their meal. Yeah. And they're the parents of one of the kids that she teaches. Yeah. And that because he's about to propose, isn't he? I don't think we're giving anything away there to say. No, you he's, know it's on his mind. It's definitely on his mind. He's got a ring in his hand under the table. Yeah, and and, and this scene is just uh, both. By the end of the scene, they've told each other they love each other. So yeah. again, it's just showing you they're quite a way into this relationship. Obviously, yeah, they're yeah quite yeah. serious. Yeah. So and you can tell he's about to do that, but this couple keep things keep happening to interrupt them, and yeah, it it doesn't really happen. So he doesn't do it. They go dancing instead. They have a bit of a yeah late night dance dancing session. And then we're back to the present day again with old Kelvin. And he's got this box that he keeps under his bed. Yeah, so this, this, we've seen this a couple of times while he's going about his routine. Yeah. So he kind of sits on his bed, grabs this box from under his bed, and he keeps teasing opening it. Yeah. And it's almost like he can't. He's kind of looking at it and he, he unclips one of the clasps at one point. But he's always checking it's still there. Is yeah. it still there? Is it? So he's obviously. But he just can't bring important. himself to open it and to no. look in what's inside it. And uh, then he throws all his medication away. Yeah, he does, yeah. And it's almost like he's given up at that point. Yeah, he's getting to this stage now where he's like, he's finished with life. He's yeah. kind of old. He's, he's got nothing really to live for anymore. And he gets, he kind of has a bit of a nap on the sofa and he gets woken up by a knock on the door. And it's the FBI. A couple of FBI guys turn up. It's one FBI guy. Yeah. And one guy from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Yeah. Who is in About Schmidt. Is it yeah, not about Schmidt? But what am I talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Shit's Creek. Shit's <laughs> that film. I've, that program I've just watched five seasons of. I've already forgot the title of. Yeah, he's in that. He's the, he plays the estate agent Ray in and, about Schmidt. And the, the FBI guy. <laughs> Shit's Creek. <laughs> the FBI okay. guy is Ron Livingston. Yeah, from Office Space. Yes, he is. So, two people that we've spoke about spoke about before. And he was he also had a big role in Band of Brothers. Yeah, another war series. Yeah. Um, and he's always good when he pops up and stuff, so I was very happy to see him. Yeah, it's a very it's a small cameo, isn't it? But it's yeah. it's it's good. And what are they here for? <laughs> Rather bizarrely, <laughs> they turn up to tell him well basically the first they start off by saying, Look, some a lot of people are dying in Canada. There's something's kicking off in Canada. Yeah. There's some killings going on. Yeah, he says, Have you heard about the killings? Have you up heard north? about the killings up north? Yeah. So it's obviously they've hit the news. Yeah, and the FBI guy says, um, my grandfather knew you and he told me a lot of stories about you and you're like a kind of a legend in my eyes. Yeah, there was a nice line in here as well. He's, yeah. he's, so uh, the FBI guy, he, he was never named no. throughout this. He said, my my grandfather told me some things he probably shouldn't have Yeah, about you. So we kind of know what he's hinting at because yeah. we've just seen what, what they're obviously talking about. Um, but they tell him they need his tracking skills because obviously he's, he managed to track down Hitler all those years ago. And, <laughs> and then the guy from Schitt's Creek says... It could mean the end of the world. <laughs> so he's that dramatic about it. But it's it. dead like, low key. Completely. And that's that's funny. It, yeah. it really works. Yeah, and putting a comedian or comedic actor in that role was quite a good idea, yeah. I think. And then they show him some photographs of what's going on up north and they show him a photograph of the Bigfoot. Yeah. And it kind of all gets a little bit crazy from here on in <laughs> because they tell him it's got some sort of nightmare plague. Yeah. That's how they Bigfoot's describe it. Sick. It's ill. Yeah, it's sick. 
and they call it the nightmare play because it's as it, everything it touches it is infecting and it is killing everything it goes anywhere near it's just yeah. killing so off. all the wildlife in yeah. this radius that they've drawn right um, yeah in canada in the outlands of calendar canada <laughs> but then they say to him you're immune to this virus yeah <laughs> like, what the hell where's yeah. this come from <laughs> which is a pretty much exactly what he said yeah um and he's unique because he's the only man alive who can help because they say that there's like four people who are immune to it but they're all dead yeah he's, he's a couple of them have already been and tried to get bigfoot I yeah because well that's what i thought that's about. yeah that's what i think and he's right. like how do you know i'm immune yeah and he's like well we've got your blood on file yeah somehow <laughs> and then then they say as well that they're about they're almost ready to nuke canada yeah <laughs> So they're ready so to like just wipe the, the Canada fingers off over the, map the fingers over the button. Yeah, I the think fingers over the button says. is yeah. And so they're prepared to write um, write Canada off the map completely. <laughs> um, and then they tell him that they saw the attempted mugging the other night, and they know that he's still got yeah, his wits were, about him. And he's, he's able to go. So yeah, Bigfoot's on the move. He's traveling south, and everything he touches dies. Yeah. And they ask Calvin if he is up for the task. Yeah. The, the FBI Trump. man pretty much outright now asks him, doesn't he? He says, are oh, the stories true? And Calvin replies with, yeah, I killed Hitler. <laughs> Basically, he tells yeah. the guy, doesn't he? And he's like, but he says it made no difference. All it did was kill a man. His ideas and his legacy lived on. Yeah. I really like that line. I thought that was because it, it was something that he'd obviously never told anybody before. His brother doesn't obviously know, I don't think. And he just came out of it. Sam Elliott really plays this with so much gravitas. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful performance. As, as, a, as a, an individual who has got... And I, I'm not. Don't want to give anything away at the minute. But yeah. he has got several things weighing very heavily on his shoulders. Yeah, and he does such a good job of showing really, that. Really, really well done. I mean, we'll talk about what we think of the film in general as we come to the end. Yeah. But I am struggling as we sit here to think of many more individual performances in the films we've seen in our season and a half. Yeah, there's not many that are as good as he is in this film. I agree. Couldn't agree more. I, I, you know, it'd be a top top couple, I would say. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. He's really it's good. It's a great performance. It really is. Um, his next line's really good as well because he says, they just replaced him. I just killed a man. The monster lived on. Yeah. Uh, really well written. It's a really well written film, to be fair. Um, and then he tells them, I can't help you. So you need to leave. You need to get out. He basically kicks them out, doesn't yeah. he? Because he doesn't even... He, he offered them coffee at the beginning, but then he even tells them they can't have any of that. He, he yeah, kicks them out. And is this the point now where he meets up with his brother again? Yeah. Uh, there's a small flashback. There's a small before, flashback, is which is uh, Calvin leaving for war. Yeah. Oh, we are... And so he, he's saying yeah. goodbye to his parents and his little brother, who's still very much a, a kid. Kid, yeah. So what? Eight, eight nine, nine, something like that, I would yeah. say. And as, as he's leaving, uh, Ed... Little Ed gives him a, a hug and he, he gives him a little dinosaur trinket. Yeah, it's like a silver dinosaur. Yeah, a sort of good look yeah. type thing. Because he says, that's your favourite one. And he says, take it. Yeah. I want you to have it. Which is a nice little scene. And then it flashes back to, yeah, he's he's um, he's um met Ed in present day. Yeah. Uh, in the park. Yeah. In the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On a bench. On a bench in the middle of the night. Drinking cocoa. Yes. And he basically tells Ed about the meeting that he's just had. He says they want me to kill Bigfoot. They want me to kill Bigfoot is what he says, and, and Ed, Ed, he plays it. The guy who plays Ed just plays it so subtly. He's just yeah. like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, of course they'd want you. <laughs> yeah, you're the best. Yeah, <laughs> of course they want you. And but there's no, there's no. I've said this before. That I like that this movie sticks to its rules. Yeah. So no one's going. Oh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot? Yeah. Nah, it doesn't exist. But yeah. it's just, everyone just accepts it. Yeah. Because they trust him. Yeah. Who, who he is? Because he's a nice guy, and. At this point, we we still don't think he's going to do it, or we're told earlier on that he's not going to do it. But then he says to Ed, will you look after the dog? Yeah. And I really like that as well. I thought that was a really nice line as well, because then you could see he'd obviously been thinking about it, and he decided that he was going to do it. And then Ed says, I'll look, he says, yep, of course I will, but be careful, because I still want to go fishing with you. Yeah. Because that's like, the whole thing, isn't it? That yeah. He was trying to get him to go fishing, and he won't do it. And then, then this film takes a turn. I, I love this. <laughs> so I it, it literally, like this, click your fingers. Boom, we're into like Next helicopters, scene, helicopters, army bases, forest fire, everything's so you know, like, it's a bit like an ET when they've got all these, yeah. all those tents. Yeah. Um, and talking of ET, quickly going off subject, have no, you seen like, the Sky advert? No, it's the Sky's Christmas advert is ET, right? And it's the return of ET coming back and being showed new technology. Okay, and he comes, meets up with this family, and the dad of the family is Elliot from ET. 
Oh, that's brilliant. I have heard about it. It almost made me cry and it's an advert. <laughs> it's beautiful. I'll, I'll go and find it. I'll check, check it out. out. Honestly, it's really good. Um, um, what was I going to say? So, ah, yes. So, and it, and you've got all this going on and then suddenly you just see from behind, you see the silhouette of Bar. Yeah. And the whole screen is just on fire. Yeah. So they've the, what the army have basically done is they've lit a ring of fire around. Yeah, there's like a I think they said forty mile radius zone. exclusion zone. Yeah, I think they said forty mile. Yeah, they call it the dead zone, and it's kind of they've but nothing, nothing get in, nothing get out. Is basically what they're saying. Yeah, and that shot of him standing in front of that ring of fire is beautiful. It's awesome. It is really good. And um, and then recently we we're reintroduced to uh, so the FBI guy and the mounted police guy and yeah. they're fully hazmatted up yeah and but he doesn't need to be because he's immune to this yeah, virus and bars just walking through cool as ice yeah and they take him to a weapons cache basically <laughs> yeah the guy says uh, oh we didn't have much of a budget for weapons so i brought my personal stash the but it's FBI like guy said but it's something like men in black yeah. he's got like a whole wall of guns and i really like this bit as well because he just he goes up to the wall and barely even looks at it and he says i'll have that gun that scope and i want this knife that's it and that's it and i'm like that's brilliant he, he didn't even look. He just no. knew exactly what he wanted. It's beautiful. And and then he goes, bam, again. Yeah. And we're in the forest. Yeah. But just before that, they said to him, once you're in, we're going to fall back and you'll be the only person in, in like whatever. this 40-mile yeah. radius. We're going to leave. And so, they, yeah, they leave him at the, the line of fire and instantly you see him shooting at the Bigfoot. Yeah. Like straight away. So it, <laughs> it's like it, the very next scene. Yeah, the, the, the scene opens and you're looking through the gun sight at yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah. But he misses it. Well, he, miss, he misses or he no, wings he just it. Graze him. He grazes it slightly. And he runs. it runs away and he runs after it. And he falls off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of leads him off a cliff, this, doesn't it? Yeah. This doddery old man that we've been following for the last hour suddenly is now this like, action hero. <laughs> and he manages to climb. He kind of free climbs back up, doesn't he? And he's broken his finger. Yeah, so he has to pop that back so in. So he pops that back in. So nice snap. The, the guys radio into him, don't they? He's got this, like not like sat phone, but it's like a radio. And... He, they, he tells them what's happened and then he says I'm not going to talk to you again and he throws the radio in the lake he said there's another funny line in that again it just came out of nowhere and I wasn't expecting it and it really made me laugh and yeah. he, he said Bar says he hasn't actually really got big feet <laughs> yeah I did see that I did like that yeah and he like yeah he does he loves the radio in loves the, the radio in the lake and he, he comes up to he sees a dead moose doesn't he yeah it's all so, like manky manky and rotted it's, it's, you can tell Canada's not in a good way no so it's basically a bit of a tracking montage yeah. And he, so he climbs up this like sheer rock face. Yeah, dawn walls it, doesn't it? Completely dawn walls it, and uh, but with no ropes whatsoever. No. It's like a sheer rock face. And he climbs up here and he finds a cave and he sleeps in this cave, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he sees an owl. Yeah, sick deer. It's all like dripping. Yeah, foam and everything's blood Ill. and guts. Yeah, and we get our first flashback for a while. Yeah, so he goes to sleep, doesn't he? he yeah. Settles down to sleep and he puts the little metal dinosaur on watch. Yeah. So he's still got it with him now. That's a really nice scene as well because yeah. he kind of puts it in the doorway of the cave and as the camera pans back, it looks like full-size dinosaur, dinosaur yeah, looking, looking out. out. Yeah, it's nice. It's really, really well shot. Um, and it, this flashback is to, is it Maxine, isn't it? Yeah. And she's writing letters to him. And she's basically, she writes him a letter, does she say every day or she'd written a letter every day? Every day or every other day, I can't, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. But she's decided, she's waited, she's going to wait for him, but she's going to move back to her hometown. Yeah. And because her parents ill, I think something was wrong with her parents. Yeah, she one of them wasn't very well. I think. Yeah, and she says, "All I know is I'm I I know that you're not getting these letters because the postman's I've watched the postman yeah, bring them back the to postman your house and she'd seen yeah. And all they're telling me is that I can't talk to you because you're doing something top secret, basically. Yeah. But then you see a scene of him when he gets presumably when he gets back home. Yeah. So he's come. Uh, Calvin's now come back from war, from war. having completed the Hitler and mission. He's, he's got all these letters and. He just puts them in the bin. Yeah, well, no, he reads one. He reads At one. least one. Yeah. Which is the, her telling him about her moving home. Yeah. And he breaks down again. Yeah. And he's got this like, hat box full of yeah. them, hasn't he? And he just goes and puts that in the trash. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite sad. And then we go back to the present day again. <laughs> We're flashing all over the place. And he's still tracking this Bigfoot. And then he, he sees it. Yeah. And it's kind of lying on a rock. Yeah, so it's kind of like on a plateau, isn't yeah. it? On a cliff and top. It, it's not in a good way. No. What did you think of the look of the Bigfoot? Uh, it, do I say cheap? It <laughs> looked a bit cheap, but it didn't take me out of the moment. No, I think they tried to go for the realism side of it in the fact that it was just a humanised monkey. Yeah. 
It was no. It was no. It was not even any taller than Calvin no, was. It, it was, was a little bit, but they were going for a kind of missing link type yeah. thing, weren't they? It wasn't it, like this. It wasn't like type thing that you. Yeah, doing. it wasn't like ten, eleven foot high. No, it was a. It was human sized. Yeah, but monkey featured. Yeah, it did, I was fine with it. The costume wasn't great. No, but because it clearly wasn't man in a costume. Yeah. <laughs> but I've, I'm going to let it off because it didn't. It didn't take me out. The it didn't take me out of it. it either. And you see, you hear all these stories of Bigfoot, and it is probably just. A big monkey. <laughs> You're a big monkey. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's kind of dying on the rock, and he goes and sits next to it, doesn't he? And he grabs its hand. Yeah, he holds its hand. Yeah, and kind of he cries. Yeah, sitting next to it, and he cries a lot in this film. Yeah, he does. It's so sad. It's a really poignant moment that they have, and it. Well, he thinks it. He kind of dies. It shuts its eyes and yeah. dies off. So he thinks, all right, I'm gonna give it a funeral. Yeah. I'm gonna get some sticks. He's gonna, so he's gonna, I'm gonna set it on fire. Cremate, I'm gonna cremate, cremate the it. Thing. So he piles up some sticks and twigs next to it and gets his lighter out and he sets it on fire and the bloody thing made me shit myself. Oh, I'm, I tell, I'm glad you did because I absolutely jumped out of my I, skin. Absolutely. I'm sitting exactly where you're sitting now and I was on the floor. It, <laughs> Literally, I've never jumped so it hard. It shut up and it swiped shut up and Yeah, it did. Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> about a heart attack. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'm not a young man anymore. And they have a scrap. Yeah, they have a fight and... And it's a good fight. It's a really good fight. So and it goes on for a little while. So Calvin's only armed with his knife at this point. Yeah. And he's slashing away at the the Bigfoot. And yeah. then there's some serious arm breakage. Yeah. Calvin gets his arm broken violently. Like Bigfoot snaps it the wrong way at yeah. the elbow. It was like something out of Revenger. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Going back to Revenger, which we've not mentioned a lot of no. since we watched it. But it was a check, really good check out. Check our, out. I think it was episode 23 in season one. Uh, good knowledge. Thing. Finished third or fourth in the yeah. stream table it's right it's up there korean martial arts film yeah a lot of fun a lot of violence but it was a lot of fun and <laughs> eventually somehow um sort of calvin turns the tide and he stabs the fuck yeah out of the bigfoot yeah and would you like to then tell me what happens <laughs> because this was well out of left field it vomited all over him and in his mouth and everything yeah, yeah. like because it was on top wasn't it he yeah. was lying down and he was stabbing it from underneath Bigfoot blue chunks all, all over him, all over him, and <laughs> in him, everywhere, and in him, and on him, and all over him. But then it kind of runs away. It kind, of, it does get away for a little it bit. Sort of limps it? away. Yeah, that must. Oh, Bigfoot vomit must Ugh. stink. Yeah, especially from an ill Bigfoot as well. It's a good job he was immune to this disease that it had got. Um, but then it's he, a lot as well. A lot, a lot, <laughs> like an awful lot. Like there is pints worth of this stuff. Yeah. It was a really weird scene. It was really out of context for the rest of the film, but it. Again, it didn't it didn't not work. It's odd because it's, it's it's it was well out of kilter of everything <laughs> it else. Really was, but it kind of wasn't. Yeah, um, I liked how random some of the bits in this movie yeah. were. But then he quickly finds it and he shoots it in the head. I think they're basically back on top of the they that sort of cliff top. back to that top cliff top where they. And again, it's it's just nicely shot, so you just see their silhouettes. Yeah, and Calvin's got his gun back. Yeah. And he basically executes the Bigfoot. Yeah, he kind of says, I didn't want to do this or he something, does. doesn't he? And yeah. then just shoots him in the head. Yeah. So now the Bigfoot's dead. Yeah. So we're about, I'm going to say about an hour into the film. So uh, more than that. A bit more, do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's only an hour and a half, isn't it? So Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe an hour and ten minutes. And we talked about that scene then for quite a long time, but it's quite quick. It's The yeah. whole like tracking montage doesn't go on for very long. Yeah, it's a bit longer than the whole Hitler thing, but... Yeah, but, yeah, but not a lot. Um, but then after he shot, he shot, after he shot it... He kind of collapses. Yeah, he's not in a good way. He's not in a good his way. arm's broken. He's definitely not in a good way <laughs> because the very next scene is Calvin's funeral. Yeah, it is. It's Ed <laughs> speaking at Calvin's Ed, funeral. Ed is delivering a eulogy at Calvin's funeral. So he he says a few <laughs> things. So he talks about how uh, an, an, an honourable man, man he was, yeah. that Calvin was. But the, the key takeaway from this is that Ed says that Calvin loved a girl, but war kept them apart. Yeah. And sadly, she died far too young yeah so she died before he came home the kicker. Think, we find out don't we yeah and yeah it's, it's, it's really sad and um, that's essentially what this film is about it is a character story it yeah, is 100 percent. it just happens to be about a, a man who happened to kill hitler and the bigfoot yeah it's completely secondary <laughs> completely secondary but we'll come to that at the end so his brother goes on this fishing trip that he's always wanted to go on and he goes alone with the dog with the dog and calvin shows up yeah this threw me a little bit because uh He's there, and they get on the boat together, and they have a bit of a chat. Do a bit of fishing. Do a bit of fishing. And then he goes home, and he says to his brother, did you bury the box that's under my bed? 
He says, what did you what bury? What did you bury? Yeah. And Ed says, uh, we buried your uniform and your medals. Yeah. And then, yeah, when they're later on, they're at a school play. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and watching some grandchildren. I think it's Ed's grandchildren. I presume so. Yeah. And, yeah, Calvin asks Ed, did you bury the box from under my bed? And Ed said, yes, I did. Yeah. And then Calvin gives him his toy dinosaur back. Yeah. Which was, not, again, nice poignant yeah. moment. And So then we get a flashback. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I can't read my own writing. No, yeah, fine. we get a, a flashback back to young Calvin, and he's with his love, his Maxine, yeah. on the night before he was deploying to wherever he was going. Yeah. and So he's already asleep. Yeah. And she does the old, throw some stones at the window, yeah. wakes up, and they go for a walk. Yeah. In the night. And she basically says to him, I can't watch you leave, because just as they're about to... Get back, yeah, he says, "Are you? Will you come and see me in the morning as yeah. I leave?" And she says, "No, I can't watch you leave. When we get to your house, I'm going to keep walking, yeah, and you're going to stop and like pretend to tie your shoe or something, and I'm just going to keep walking, and we're not going to do the big goodbye because I can't do it." And she she basically says, "When we do see each other again, it will be like like you're just stopped. standing up from tying your shoe." Yeah, and so he does. When they get back to his house, he goes down to tie his shoe, and he gets this engagement ring out of his pocket again, and she just keeps walking. Yeah, and he's you see so you the camera is in looking at Maxine as she's walking towards the camera and then you can see uh Calvin behind her on one knee. Yeah. With the, with the engagement ring out and he says her name and she doesn't turn around and she just says you can catch up to me quick. Yeah. Oh my word. <laughs> wow. I'd, I'd nearly gone. Yeah. Totally I emotional. Have been far behind you. It was so emotional. So at that point, that's when we realised that he never did manage to propose to her. Yeah. And she died before he came back from the war. <sighs> wow. Which is why he obviously took the love letters away, because he couldn't bear to read yeah. them. And so he goes to his own grave, because for some reason he's faked his own death. We never find yeah, out I why. Did. So this is this will be my criticism. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Did he fake his own death? That's not clear. No. Or did, was he just missing presumed dead? Yeah. But then he's back in his old house. Yeah. He's making no... So is, or is it a cover-up again? I'm going to go with... He's making no effort to hide himself now he's back. No, I think he's missing presumed dead and then he turns up. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Because it doesn't say how far between the funeral and the fishing trip. No. What sort of time we're talking about. But his arm's still in, in a sling. Yeah, so and it's his not, ears are all still bandaged. Yeah, up. so it's not that It's not that far. far. No, you're right. Uh, and that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It, that and doesn't it's a shame up. because it didn't need to be there. It didn't need to have that funeral scene. No. It just didn't matter. And then... It's only so he can go and dig this stuff up now. He could have just gone under his bed and got yeah. it yeah because because he goes to his own grave and he starts digging yeah and he digs up his own grave basically yeah. he opens the coffin when he gets there and he opens up the box that was under his bed before but he still can't open it no he does open it he does open it he has he, a peek inside yeah and he closes, closes it. it again so we, we don't see what we in never it. see what's inside it we, we, we can have a good guess at what's inside yeah. it but we have no idea what's inside and it. i'm sure we will in a minute yeah <laughs> Because we're coming right up to the end now, because the very last scene of the film is him walking along. Has he got the dog or he's walking along the street? And, yeah, he calls the dog. Yeah, he's with the dog. And yeah. he takes his shoe off because he's got a stone in his shoe again. And this time it does come out. So he kneels down again. Yeah. yeah. Like we've just seen. And there's pretty much the same spot. And this, as he shakes his shoe, the stone comes out. Yeah. And that's the end of your film. And he basically he says something like, oh, finally got it. Yeah. And then he calls the dog and he's all happy and yeah. jolly. And he walks off into the... Yeah. Know, that's that's the end. What were your thoughts? I really liked it. I loved it. I thought it was really good. It's really emotion. Yeah. It's definitely the most emotional film we've it's, watched. It's really sweet. It's really touching. And uh, it's got a real um, throwbackness yeah. to it. Like you said earlier, it's a proper character study about this guy. And the way Sam Elliott plays, I nearly said Sam Neill then. I warned you before <laughs> I was going to say Sam Neill. <laughs> You've done very I well. I have, and I haven't said it yet. Um, the way Sam Elliott plays it is so well played that you've got so much empathy for him by the end. That I just when it finished, I just sat and watched the screen. <laughs> and then it and like like I say, it's it's it feels like a real sort of uh, all the bits in the in the present day that are the character bits feel like they belong to an older film. Yeah, and then it just so happens we've got these action sequences where he killed Hitler. Yeah, and then he tracked and killed the Bigfoot. <laughs> There's an issue. There is an issue with the film in that. Its title portrays it as something completely different to what it is. But that's but that's you trying can't to call this people. film anything else. No, probably not. <laughs> you can't because it is about the man who killed Hitler and the Bigfoot, and you can't have that as like a subplot. You can't have a war film called like War and Love or whatever you want to call it, and then have it about a man who killed Hitler and a Bigfoot. Yeah, you've got to call it this title. But it, 
this film isn't the t- film that the title portrays it as. Plus it's it a real con- conundrum. Plus it helps hook people in. Yeah, definitely. Because but it you, also probably puts people off. Maybe, because you, you think, oh, I'm getting one of these crappy asylum type That's exactly type what I was films. expecting. And, and it isn't that. Nope, you're actually getting a bit of a gut punch. A of really a, poignant, emotional love story. Of a guy who's got this weight, like I say, this weight on his shoulders of these... The, the, he killed de- this man. Dealing with what he did in the war, but ultimately the fact that he he never got to say goodbye to his the love of his life. And yeah. he's had to deal with that for years and years. Yeah, and, and years. he never got to propose to her and the she whole, died what before might he came home. And, and then the whole Hitler thing and the whole Bigfoot thing are really secondary, if not... What's the word for third? They're like <laughs> secondary story Tertiary. Plots. Tertiary. They're like secondary plot points to the film. You know, the, the Hitler thing comes within the first 20 minutes. Yeah. And the Bigfoot thing, it is a bit goofy, the whole Bigfoot scene. And it is. There's no getting around it. It no, is it, a bit it, goofy. It is. And, but it doesn't take anything away from the film. But it's just, it's really, it's a really odd film. But it's really good. It's really different. It's, it's completely it's, not what I was expecting it. And yeah, it, it's... Not everything works in this film. No. But it tries a lot of different things. Yeah. And the juxtaposition between getting vomited on by Bigfoot <laughs> and then five yeah. minutes later, this really touching scene of her walking away as he's trying to propose to her. Yeah. I, I just thought, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was, a, it, was, it was a real surprise. Yeah. And it was a nice surprise. It was. But it wasn't what I thought we were getting. No, like you said, I was expecting a, a B-movie, Asylum-style B-movie of war film slash hunting bigfoot film it really isn't that it really isn't but the title has to be what the title is <laughs> i'd um i'd be really intrigued to see uh what robert d krakowski does next yeah me too <laughs> because i think there was a lot in this to sort of mark him out as someone it's to keep an eye on beautifully shot there's some really nice shots the, this the scenes where um calvin's tracking bigfoot yeah through through this canadian wilderness through the wilderness are absolutely beautiful yeah you know really there's are. there's a point where he's wading waist deep through the the marshes and yeah. then yeah the sun's going down and it's yeah it's it's great it looks beautiful beautiful looking film. definitely i would recommend this film to anybody don't let the title put you off and don't let the title drag you in but it's a really 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 good film so what was in the box the engagement ring that's that's pretty much what i think so yeah. I, I i think there's, there's three options oh okay personally well it's either the letters yeah. Because when he looks out the window in the morning, the bin's been knocked over that he put the letters in. True. So you could presume that the trash guys have come and taken you it. You do hear, like, vehicle noises outside. Do you? Yeah. But... Or he could have gone and gone back. Yeah. So I thought it was the letters. It's something to do with, like... And I think this is maybe what they want you to think at the start. It's, like, some war, secret war stuff. Yeah. So it's, like, some documents relating to the whole Hitler thing. Yeah. But we know that's not what this film is about. No, it's so I don't think it's what that. this film's about. So I think it is the ring. I think it it's a be, big box for the ring to go in. Could be in. all of the above. <laughs> could, could be the be, ring and the letters. Could be the ring and the it's letters. Quite a big box. Yeah, it's quite a big box. But, Maybe uh, it's pictures of her. I like that we didn't find out. Yeah, as well. yeah, agreed. I really like that. Left to the imagination and all that. Yeah. What were you going to mention about stones? The stones. So I read a, a theory on IMDb's trivia that the, just after he kills Hitler, this yeah. is the first time he can't get the stone out of his shoe. And just after he kills the Bigfoot, he gets the stone out of his shoe because when he killed Hitler, it didn't make any difference. But when he killed the Bigfoot, he saved Canada. So not being able to get the shoe out, it's like a metaphor. Okay. So not being able to get this stone out of your shoe because you didn't make any difference, so you not made any changes. But then when you did get it out, your life became better because you saved the world. He was at peace as well. Yeah. That's basically what I think that's what it was trying to say. That's what this theory said. Good. I had a good time watching this. I agree. Good good wild card pick by myself. Yeah, it worked it, out nicely. Even though it wasn't what I was expecting it to be when I picked it out. Yeah, it was a real pleasant surprise. Like yeah, so. it really was. Have you got a trivia question? Uh, I do. Hang on, I need to find a page. Okie dokie. Um, I know mine off the top of my head. I think it's your turn to go first. Is it? I think so. Okay. During this film, yes. Calvin Barr owns a dog he in does. both timelines. Yeah. Both dogs have the same name. Oh, do they? I didn't yep. pick that up. Do you know the name of the dog? Ralph. Well done! Yes! <laughs> Excellent. Oh, you pulled level. Yeah, both dogs were called Ralph. Oh, I didn't... I, didn't, I picked up that, um, yeah, in the present day, it was called Ralph. Yeah. When was it mentioned in the... I don't know. The dog okay. on IMDb is... The German Shepherd is credited on IMDb as oh, Ralph. Okay. So. Good. I'm excited. Oh, no, I've drawn level. <laughs> you've drawn level with me. I'm scared. Okay. So, my question is... Um, 
when Maxine is writing all the letters yeah. to Calvin, she makes a reference to the sort of stamps that she's putting on all the letters. Yeah. And he likes... So they're themed stamps. Yeah. Um, and he likes this thing. So what are the stamps? Dick Tracy. Oh, yeah. Well done. <laughs> wow. I, got a, I don't know how I remember that, but I do. Good. Yeah, Good knowledge. Dick Tracy stamps. Oh, so we both got it one right. That's the first. Well, that uh, wasn't level for very long. <laughs> Thanks for that. You pulled level. Awesome. Excellent. So we've gone to 3-2. We'll yeah. have to try and remember because it's been 2-1 for so long. <laughs> we'll forget. We probably will. Excellent. So yeah, 3-2 to me. So we'll go with next week, see what happens. Do you want to talk about the stream table? Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to run down the whole thing or should I just run? I think we're only going to need the top half. Yeah, go, right? let's go um, Yeah, go top top half. So we'll go from five. So Office Uprising is currently in five. Uh, Michael Inside is currently at number four. Handsome, a Netflix mystery movie, is at number three. Uh, what Keeps You Alive is currently at number two. And Hush sits at the top of the stream table. Okay, so I I presume we're point, you're thinking top within those. I'm somewhere. thinking top five, definitely. Okay. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Um, it feels like a long time since we've... I know it's not that long. No. We've had a we've seen a couple of really really bad movies the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we have. It's, so it's not been fun times lately. My only hesitancy is did that cloud your judgment? Cloud my judgment on this a bit, but I don't think it is. No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I, I've got an idea where I would put it. Do you want me to go first, or are you go for it? Yeah, go first. See what happens. Uh for me, this would come in third. Yeah, I agree. Really, that's exactly what I would have said. Oh, that's a rarity. It's, it really is. Um, it is a better film than. Netflix, the Netflix one, handsome and Netflix yeah. mystery movie. It's really close between what keeps you alive and this for me. Yeah, because the the it's going to sound really silly, but they're quite similar films. So I I think there's a style to them. I think there's a real parallel to them. Yeah. Not only because they're very both out, they're both very outdoorsy. Yeah. But they are the two films on this list that have surprised me in a nice way. Yes. Because they are something that I didn't think I was getting from them. Yeah. Both for very different reasons, but there's definitely a parallel there. So, yeah, there is definitely. Uh, my my I think slight what, preference would be for what keeps you alive. Yeah, just because it's so different and unusual and a really good film. And a really that good... thing that happens in that is so out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Go back and listen to the episode if you want to <laughs> hear about that. But this would be just below that for me. I think I agree. It's it's a really really good film, and those top the top five films, or top six films on the stream table now are all brilliant, and this one. F- deserves to be right up there with them for me yeah 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 i I had a good good time watching this i really enjoyed it me too i mean i'm not sure everyone would think that if you're going in and you're like i think i'm getting something yeah and this is not this film doesn't turn out to be what you think you were getting then you might be disappointed but if you if you're prepared to give it a chance and go with it then i did that i went in expecting it to be this b-movie like comedy how can this film with that name not be a comedy yeah and actually be one of the like really emotional, poignant film. And I went in expecting one thing, got something completely different, but I was not disappointed yeah. in I, any I, way, shape or form. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Good. Good. Excellent. Go out there, watch The Man Who Killed Hitler and the, then The Bigfoot. Yeah. Because it's brilliant. Great title. Great title. Maybe a little bit out of place, but there's nothing else you can call it. <laughs> there literally has to be called that. Yeah. Right. Let's pick next week's film, shall we? Let's do it. Open my app. Annoyingly, the noise didn't play last week on this show, and I had to it cut it out of another show and put it in. <laughs> it took me ages, so I'm going to make sure it does this time. Right, uh, have we added anything new to the list? Yes, Ross Cook suggested a new addition to the list earlier in the week. Oh, okay. So that has gone on. I've got one, but I don't think... I, and I remember finding it, but I don't think I added it on, so I need to go and do that. And I'm not sure how many's on this list now, but there's quite a few. Yeah. So I'm going to press the button now, and we'll pick next week's film. Let's pick a film called Burning Suns. Oh, okay. Any ideas? None whatsoever. I will IMDb it and we'll see what it is. Oh. Okay, Burning Suns is a Netflix original from 2017. Okay. Do you want to know the synopsis? Yes, please. Deep into Hell Week, a favourite pledge is torn between honouring his code of silence or standing up against the intensifying violence of underground hazing. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you want to watch the trailer? Yeah. Welcome to Whataburger. Can I take your order? Ah, 30 sausage biscuits, 30 hash browns. Oh, with egg and, egg and cheese on those, please. 
Hold on now. We're trying out no napkins? It's all about the brotherhood. After pledging a lamb, the man is ready for anything. It's a rite of passage. We're going to earn this shit. You are in the good hands of generations of tradition. Greetings, big brother! And honorable brothers. Yo, if we make it through Hell Night, that'll be us out there. You know that. The brother's going to be in your family now. They're going to have you back for life. This right here. We come from kings and queens, man, not slaves. You, 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 kings. Hello? Yes, sir. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Yes, sir. How bad you want it, boy? I want to be a Shut up! Let me tell you something about getting in this fraternity. You got him! Run it! Find out what just any people will quietly submit to, and you will find out the exact measure of injustice and wrong. Y'all think it's tough now. Let's wait for hell night. If we ever get free from the oppressions and wrongs heaped upon us, we must pay for the removal. You're injured, aren't you? I'm not And you really should get it looked at. I'm just trying to keep my head on, make it through a week, okay? Only a chosen few make it to the other side. Why no matter? You don't want to keep your line, brothers, waiting. I don't think you understand. Humiliation builds humility, and one more night is not going to kill you. This I know. But we need to change, and we need it now because of the lives of our students and the honor. But this fraternity is at stake. You are merely facing what other men have met. When you're up against trouble, meet it squarely face to face. Lift your chin, say shoulders, plan your feet, and take a brace. When it's vain to try and dodge it, do the best that you can do. You may fail, you, you may conquer. conquer. See it through, see it through, see it through. Welcome to Hell Night, fellas. Wow. That felt like a really long trailer. It did. <laughs> it really did feel like a really looks long trailer. nice and light-hearted. Yeah, it looks it? like something we've not tackled before. <laughs> Interesting subject matter. Uh, yeah, so uh, go out and watch Burning Suns. Let's give it a go. We'll be back next week to talk about it. Sure will. Cheers. Bye. Bye.